please give me this damn codex. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Right. Cliff, Cliff had his finger on the pulse. Oh, man. What college students needed. He did. Back in the day. Uh, I don't know if he's still out there, you know? <laughs> Shout out to Cliff. Like, for real. Because. God. Truly, like he's a real one. We couldn't have done it without you, man. And I, w- I would donate five dollars. I would donate five dollars every month. Five dollars? Yeah. Like you would, you would pay, you would back Cliff on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. I would do that, or maybe you know somewhere between a dollar and five dollars. Okay. Yes. Why? Because I mean, it's it's worthy stuff. Like. It's it's useful stuff. Sometimes you just don't have the time to, you know, read the entirety of War and Peace in a week. And yeah, come yeah. back with a whole dissertation. I wish that, you know, at at some point they would have capitalized on Cliff and his name brand and been like, all right, look, um, sometimes you need more than just. The the summary of what happened in like you know Romeo and Juliet. Sometimes you know how to fix a car, right? Cliff's notes. <laughs> but I guess you know what? No, no, I take it back. The dummies guides kind of took. They did. They took that spot. Yeah, they did. They 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 kind of mass produced those things. Man. Did you ever? Did you ever read a dummies guide? No, like um, I mean, I, I tried to start reading one. Okay, what was it? Do you remember what it was on? I think it was like. It was like the, um, oh, actually, I think it was the one on um, on Excel spreadsheet. Oh wow, that's dry. That sounds dry. Yeah, as hell. that was. Uh, that's why I said I tried. I started, <laughs> and it was just like you know, this ain't for me. No, <laughs> I gotta no. put it down. Like if I, I, I'm I'm a visual learner myself. Yeah, yeah. Like me somebody too. can tell me. 20 times how to do something but Mm -hmm. if i'm not physically doing it myself i can't like retain that knowledge yes it becomes muscle memory exactly it's 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 a certain pattern that your that your mind remembers and it'll execute every time every opportunity that you get to use it right right all right uh i guess we should get started all right um Ladies and gentlemen, mm. thank you for tuning in to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. As you know by this point, uh, Lex is not on the show this week. We gave her the week off um, because she is celebrating one of the most high holy holidays, which is the release of uh, Taylor Swift's Midnights. So we wanted to give her time to properly observe that and properly, uh, you know, join in with her fellow Swifties and celebrate. Uh, the most wonderful of occasions so you know shout out to all of you and thank you for making time in your your uh tay tay day schedule oh. you know as as they call it you know how they have xmas for christmas yeah this is tay tay days Ooh. you know happy tay tay days yeah my yeah <laughs> that's that's not for me no? <laughs> okay that is all right that is all right well just like the just like the the christmas holidays there's also you know conflicting holidays that happen within that mix like we got a new rihanna single this is true you know we're still riding that high from the beyonce drop in in july was it i I believe uh yep i believe i believe the the same the cuff it challenge is big on tiktok right now 
Black Panther. Black Panther's uh, happening. So we are at the precipice of peak black music right now. Yes, yes. Lizzo had a drop this year. Oh, my God. You know? And for those, you know, heretics that really want to be contradictory, um, there was also a, a... Oh, I remember that girl's name. Uh-oh. <laughs> she was on the Today Show. Um, she said something about bass and no treble or something. Oh, oh, Megan Trainer. Yeah, she had a she had a release too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 gonna do nothing. It's and Carly Rae Jepsen. Hey, what? I'm coming back for you, baby. Okay, I'm coming back for you. That's I don't know. That's just the clip I keep seeing online. Anyway, wow. Yeah, you know it. more than I. Congrats. Wow. I'm I'm glad for you. <laughs> My love, thank you for joining me on the podcast yeah. once again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, D. Peters, if you're not familiar. Hello. Yeah, and I'm Matt, obviously. <laughs> you know, the guy on the on the, on the the tin. So <laughs> we're here to talk about some things. So let's get right into it. I am very excited, and I had to talk to you <laughs> because we are back. There you go. Just like the guys from Trading Places, Mortimer and Rudolph, when they showed up uh-huh. and coming to America, uh-huh. we're back. <laughs> and why are we back well for those of you that haven't watched the um i don't even know what to call it the the series uh closing of doctor who for Mm. for this series of episodes if you haven't seen it yet close your ears briefly but you know the news already Mm -hmm. because it's impossible to ignore Mm -hmm. they finally revealed the 14th doctor jodie whittaker has gone through her regeneration process and they revealed the 14th doctor who is it (laughs) it's somehow david tennant our favorite that's right it is our favorite that's right the boy is back david Tennant. yeah what do we call it we called it the uh the broad church hand high five uh, yes the yes. broad church high five jody's out david's in right. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead entertain them mm-hmm. like it's great I'm, I'm glad i'm so glad but what's what's even more interesting to me uh there's been news that has come out uh since the reveal mm. So we also know that uh, Catherine Tate is coming back mm-hmm. uh, as the companion. That's my girl. In some way, we know that uh, our boy Doogie Howser, MD, is going to show up. Is right? going to show up in a like, top hat for some reason. Oh my god! I'm he, sure he hates being called that. We'll call him Bernie. Magi- he's magical as hell. He is. He truly. I, I, literally, is. I mean, he runs the Legit. magic castle in Legit. Hollywood. Yeah, Legit. or at least he's on the board. Oh, so I love it. Yeah, I love it. yeah, I love him. I love him. <laughs> all right so yeah um but what part of the part of the biggest news for me anyway uh which is an interesting thing uh to celebrate this 60th anniversary of course they always like to bring back uh former actors who have held the role of the doctor they want to bring back all the companions that they can find who aren't problematic they want to uh (laughs) God dang. <laughs> I mean, hey. Wow. You know, unfortunately, it's a very real thing. Our yes, boy Mickey yeah. kind of let us down. Yeah. But but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about where to watch this because, like, part of the excitement was, like, all right, we're going to find a way to watch this show mm-hmm. because BBC America is kind of sketchy. Yes. Depending on what, what cable service you have, if you even have a cable service. Right. So when you saw the reveal, you're like, we got to find out where this is going to air. And now <laughs> we have firm details about where this is going to air. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Good God. Yeah. 
That's amazing. That is. I, I never would have seen that coming in a million years. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, a, I'm actually happy for that. <laughs> actually happy for that. Okay. Oh, okay. All okay. right. All right. Well, we will be on this. That's for sure. Right. That's for sure. Right. It's got to happen. Now, we know our, our guy, uh, Nkuti Gatwa, is still going to be involved. Because when they showed the teaser trailer... Uh, they showed him asking the question that we're all wondering what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know if there's going to be like, you know, a, a tandem doctors. Cause every now and then they have a special where more than one doctor is involved and they kind of hang out. And, right. You know, just get real catty with one another and such, you know? Yeah. It's kind of fun. But who, who else would that, I mean, a what Eccleston? Eccleston has usually been cool about associating himself with the franchise. Yeah. He he didn't have a good time uh, during his tenure as the Doctor, but I think um, just an interview since then, he seems to have warmed up to it a, a little bit more. Okay. So I, I don't know if that means he's ever going to be involved again, but right now, from what we know, there are no plans. Hmm. Um, however, Matt Smith is still around, and, you know, yeah, with House of Dragon wrapping oof. up its season, you Ugh. know, we... He got some time on his hands. He might he might pop in to say what up, you know. I don't know. I think yeah. You know, I really do think he's got more of the movie bug going on right now. Oh, I'm so. sure. But you know, with these with these type of shows, especially with Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, they you know they record so far in advance for a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. also they go some years with just having like four specials or even just one special yeah without having like a full series of episodes so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who knows what they have in mind yeah, that's um, true. but i tell you it's an exciting time to get back into doctor who right now my god because you know we have our first like black doctor on the horizon we have an old favorite coming back uh anytime they do a regeneration it's always interesting uh, you know, you and I always kind of you know peek in to see what's going on, right? And then decide whether we want to stick around. It literally not. is just yeah. like, what's going on? Is that is that? Oh, okay, no, no, that, not for us. All thanks. Right. Okay. You know, you know no, no shade to people who enjoy it, though. I mean, right? There have been some very good episodes. We watched the majority of the Matt Smith era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we watched all of Tenant. All of for Tenet. sure. Uh, all of Eccleston. Right, right. But you know, the the Matt Smith era, we caught most of. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw. I want to say a few episodes of Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. and it was interesting. It's just, yeah. it wasn't anything that really hooked us, but people right. really seem to get into it, which is great. So, right. uh, yeah, this is an amazing time. Like I said, to be a doctor who fan. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to get back in here. I want to see what's going on. I'm going to mute doctor who on Twitter <laughs> because I don't care about the fan base at all. I no. want to see what I like. Right. That's you know, right. Exactly. It's going to be my time to see what I enjoy. That's it. <laughs> but, What's interesting about the Disney Plus um, deal as mm. well is that I, I see here that they're actually going to have some input as to what's going to happen on the show itself. They're going to have uh, some say in what's going on. Okay. So that's going to be interesting because the last time that we had uh, an American influence on Doctor Who mm-hmm. um, didn't quite go too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the uh, the the made for TV movie. Yes, on yes, Fox. yeah. So obviously, that was trash. It, this is a different <laughs> basura. Yeah, straight this, trash. This is a different time. This is a different time. You know, Disney uh, does a lot to honor the sci-fi, uh, you know, properties they have, mm-hmm. and so I think that this deal with BBC is going to be lucrative for both of them. You know, I've I've always been. 
um, kind of outspoken about how I wish they gave more respect and more production budget to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, you know, it's part of the charm that is kind of like generic in a lot of different ways. You know, right. with the Daleks, we always joke about. You know, like okay, it's got a plunger Ooh. and a whisk, right? Oh yeah. no, it's gonna get you, right? It's like okay, that's kind of that's it's it's almost endearing, right? You know, because it's like this is um, just something that they built upon and they made it just so believable back in the day that you're just willing to go with it, exactly. But you know, they've already debuted a new logo, which looks a lot like the old logo, but <laughs> shinier. You know. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to see the intro, what they do with that. Right. Uh, you know, just really give it the, the budget it deserves. And I just want the story. I want the story too. Cause I mean, I wouldn't mind some, some high quality action figures too, you know, just oh. cause the action figures they come out with, they just look so basic. They look like GI Joes. I, and it's uh, like, I know we've got so many amazing action figure producers out there. We got McFarland doing amazing things with DC We've got uh, Marvel Legends from Hasbro. Yeah, that's true. With all those joints of articulation, you know? Right. But I guess they feel like, you know, oh, we'll just put out a, a Sonic screwdriver and, you know, one of those little, uh, you know, fat babies. You know? <laughs> those adipose. Adipose, yes. <laughs> put those out and then we'll call it a day, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see a Dalek rc car i want to see a dalek drone that can fly through the sky oh my god and just you know spout phrases from the show it's only gonna say exterminate right that's it that's all that's (laughs) it and that's all that's it so i can't wait i can't (laughs) wait our two hearts our two hearts united that this is gonna be a good show i I I really hope so i really hope so i hope so too i hope so too I, i want them to have a really good complex like story behind like how Tenet came back like none of them come back <laughs> none of them have returned right what's so special about yo ass I mean yeah we, we believe they are special but <laughs> but we want the story behind it so I'm gonna talk a little bit about this next thing and it, it it's two stories that I have on the notes here that kind of tie together mm. so you're gonna have to be a little patient with me on this one all right, all right, but I'm, all right. I'm interested in hearing your reaction to this so all right. Every time a new Marvel movie comes out, mm-hmm. you and I go a little crazy. Yeah. You know, we go and we dig deep into the trailers and we go on the websites right. and we get all this news together. You know, I, this is part of my job here mm-hmm. is to tell the people about all the new, new stuff coming out and who's in it and who's not in it. Right. All the different moves that the studio's making and all that. Mm-hmm. I decided to try something different this time. Okay. For Quantumania, specifically for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't want to know jack shit about this movie. Okay. 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 I, now, I don't... So the thing is... Okay. I don't know how. Right. I don't know how you're going to do it because you cannot... You cannot be off social media. I will not be off of social media. Even though, you know, with the recent acquisition of Twitter, it really makes me want to be. But Ooh, I will not be off Ooh, of social media seriously. because... I have things that will help me to block this stuff out. For instance, Mm. I mentioned earlier, you can actually uh, block words and phrases from popping up. Oh, yes, that's right. On Twitter. So I've made a substantial list of things (laughs) that I don't want to pop up. Okay. Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumadia, um, Jonathan Majors is blocked. Uh, What else do I have? Um, 
just Marvel, not not Marvel Universe, because I do still want to see stories about Black Panther. <laughs> see, that's that's the difficult that's thing. Tricky, and unfortunately, some things have already slipped past those mm. blocks and have already come out. However, they're just rumors right now. Okay. So as these things come out, I add them to the list. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to have to revisit it. But yeah, some things may have been spoiled for me already. We'll see. If that is in fact true or not, when I sit in the theater and physically watch the movie, yes. I am not going to be spoiled by this because one of the things that I loved about, and this is the reason why I chose this movie, is because one of the things I loved about the first Ant Man is that it was just so low on our radar <laughs> that we did not give a fuck about that first Ant Man movie. Just as God intended it, we, as far as like, <laughs> yes, they are so small, so right. insignificant to our lives. Yeah, they, we, you know, you get surprised when it's like, oh shit, they got strength. Oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> you're taking it there. Yeah. I'm saying we didn't care about the movie at all. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you're using the parallel. Yeah, because basically, basically, people weren't looking for. Oh, is this going to be precise? Is this going to be like exactly this and blah blah blah? There right. wasn't so much of that hoopla going on, and I think it's because it just wasn't that popular of a character. I'm a little burnt out from he from She Hulk. Um, because of the reaction that that got from the toxic fans, yeah. I'm a little burnt out. In anticipation of what the discussion is going to be about Black Panther with, you know, mm-hmm. Chadwick not being involved, of course, and mm-hmm. just, you know, the way that it goes. It's it's like the first Black Panther was so iconic uh, in nerd culture, in the black community, that there are people who already have their mouths set to say, oh, this one wasn't nothing. This one wasn't anything yep. compared to the first one. Yep. They should have recast T'Challa. I don't know what they were thinking. Right. They are gonna. They got that lined up already. Yep. Like they're waiting to hit publish. It's in their pocket. That's it's already it. in yeah. their drafts. It's already, yep. yep, they got it ready. And, you know, the, the red carpet premiere happened the other night with celebrities. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot of cool people there, a lot of familiar faces. And I'm excited. Yeah. But I knew going into Black Panther 2 uh, that... I wasn't going to be able to avoid certain things about it. So I'm like, cool. That's not going to be the one. Right. But Ant-Man Quantumania, I don't give a fuck about Ant-Man still. <laughs> and that's great. I'm entertained by those movies. Don't, I mean, I just want the people listening to know, don't get me wrong. You guys know how I feel. I love Paul Rudd. I think those movies are very entertaining. They are a nice little waste of time. And yes. I mean that in the kindest way. In the kindest way. way. I know you do. You know, there's nothing critical about that. But this one they decided to make a little bit more important. You know, mm-hmm. so. A little bit more in depth. Right. It's going to be tricky to yeah. get through this one without, you know, hearing any spoilers or anything like that. Right. Like the second one, I didn't know the second one had Loris Fishburne in it, you know. Until I sat down. Well, I can't say that. I probably did. I don't know. But <laughs> I forgot. And it was surprising when I saw, like, oh, yeah, he's in this. I know. I, for me, it was a surprise. So I want to experience <laughs> this movie like you. Because yeah. I live in this stuff. I live on comicbookresources.com. <laughs> I go to Reddit on a fucking daily basis to oh my, my chagrin. And I, I find out about all this stuff. So I have the blockers in place on Twitter. I have a Chrome extension specifically set up. To block things about Quantumania, it is called Spoiler Protection 2.0 for those interested. And I got got Archie on this uh, for some other thing we were trying to, like, avoid. Uh, Well, he was trying to avoid it. I really didn't care. But I'm like, look, this is what uh, I know uh, my friend Caitlin Rosberg uses. She swears by it. Spoiler Protection 2.0. 
And so far, it's been great. I'm even on Wikipedia as we were trying to, like, remember Jonathan Majors' name. And I went to the Kang Wikipedia page, and it's, like, black. <laughs> it's, like, you don't, nope. Like, nothing. We're not letting you through, sir. Nope. Nope. Sorry, sir. Uh-uh. It's off limits. Get away. Get out. Get, get away from get, y'all. Get old. Uh, yeah. So, all that to say, I'm going to be doing my best to avoid it. I'm not boycotting it for any type of political or personal reason. I just Mm-mm. wanted to say it that way because I thought it was fun. Oh um, my God. But I don't know if this is tied into it or not. But this news came out before the trailer for the movie came out. And it's that Harrison Ford has officially signed on in his first role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as General Thunderbolt Ross. Lord God. Okay, so who is General Thunderbolt Ross. Now, you have seen Thunderbolt Ross several times already. Are you serious? You have. He was at the end of Iron Man 2. He was the one that introduced the Sokovia Accords to the Avengers in the sequel to Avengers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That is Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. Not ringing any bells yet? I mean, like, I mean, nothing. No one person is standing out to me, and it's definitely uh, not, you know, Harrison. Ford. No, he wasn't. He wasn't in these. No, he's, but... he's replacing um, William Hurt. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All because, right. Because, you know, William Hurt unfortunately passed away. Right. Exactly. So, as they were making the next round of uh, the next phase, rather, of these Marvel films, mm-hmm. they wanted to enhance the role of the character. They already announced the Thunderbolts movie. Which the team oh. in the comics, uh, it's it's comprised of uh, villainous characters, you know, okay. kind of like an answer to the Avengers, like a Dark Avengers or something like Got that. You. Now that that idea has changed through retcons and through redefinitions and everything like that, mm-hmm. even down to the fact that there was never any association between Thunderbolt Ross and, and the, the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts in the comics initially. Hmm. But as time went on, you know, somebody was like, hey. We got Pack this guy steel. over here. You're right. His right. name's Thunderbolt. Why don't we put him on the Thunderbolts? Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we let him run it? Yeah. You know, match. Yeah, match, match. They miss them. They match. They match. <laughs> it's the matching so, game. Yeah. So they got Harrison Ford involved to play that character now. Mm. Um, when asked for comment, Harrison Ford said, you suck because you write yeah like i i I deeply believe that that was exactly how he responded i stole that bit from ralph garman i gotta (laughs) (laughs) good job there good job so uh that's interesting i don't like i said i don't know if he's gonna show up in ant-man meets quantumania or whatever (laughs) but we're gonna find out oh man so yeah, that's happening. Wow. I, I mean, I, I wish you luck. I wish Harrison I, Ford would retire. Like I love I, Harrison me Ford, too. and that's why I want that man to have his life and just retire with Callista <laughs> Flockhart and just enjoy themselves. Right. Stay out of the cockpit of airplanes Ooh. and just enjoy their lives. Yes. Safely. Yes. yes. Together. Right. <laughs> Without putting anybody else's lives in danger. Right. I still remember that story about how he almost this man. That story. There's been many. I was just about to say he's like literally the human embodiment of Launchpad McQuack. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that he's been in so many plane crashes where people haven't gotten hurt and have just walked away. (laughs) 
Any plane crash you can walk away from is a good one. I mean, dang. Come on. Like, what kind of blessing is that? I mean, yeah. The man's got nine lives and he's used 20. Yes. So we need to protect him at all costs. Please, if you are somehow listening to this and Harrison Ford asks you, Hey there, Mr. Pilot Man. Let me let me take a crack at those. I got a license. Yeah, uh, no, uh, do no. not let them into your cockpit. Like for I mean, everybody's safety. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like for me, just seeing him in the last Star Wars movie just yeah. spoke to me about how old he truly is. Okay? <laughs> okay, and that and he's and this is his like this is his 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 golden jewel of a of a role you know the role that everybody knows him for the one that everybody will always associate that one character with and there will never be any you know any any exceptions right put in a limelight spotless limelight this is the best way that he could be seen by the public this is at his best oh my god you're not gonna get that you're not going to get that with this next one because time has passed. Right. He's getting older. He's getting more like, you know, just settled in. I just want him to just, I want the same. I want him to be safe and just sit down. Don't fly nowhere. <laughs> don't drive nowhere. Just yeah. chill out. I mean, really, that's kind of the brilliance of Doctor Who in a lot of, just bringing it back to that for a second. Mm. Because... You have these actors who were getting long in the tooth mm-hmm. because they used to just get like the most decrepit old men to play Doctor Who Very back in the true. day. Right. You know, right. and they would have them, quote unquote, regenerate so they could swap them out for another actor. Right. And it was perfect because they built it into the lore of the character. <sighs> and, you know, the fan base was able to go along with it. I mean, they were really blessed because even back then, like before people cared about recasting, like they, they swapped out. Um, you know the Darrens on Bewitched. Oh yeah, and they just did that with an announcement, like, "Hey, look, going forward, Darren is played by Dick Sargent, so that's deal it. with it." Right, you know? that's it. Even even in the MCU, they had our boy Don Cheadle step in. He was like, <laughs> you know, kind of tongue in cheek, like, right. "I'm here, deal with it. Let's move on." Exactly. You know? <laughs> and it was great, but now you know, I I feel like they're missing an opportunity to do something like that with the Star Wars films. Build it into the the, the lore of the Force or something like that. Just like, yeah, so every 30 years they go through a complete facial reconstruction because the Force is so powerful. It just pushes out through their face. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. It just smushes right through their face, making it look like they're a whole different person with new new hair and and and, and posture. Yeah, and new skin. Yep. Totally different skin tones, top to bottom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, let's see how this goes. I hope that it works out. I'm funny. with you. I'm with you on that. That that was kind of funny. All in right. A way. Are you ready? <laughs> Just anywho. Anywho, <laughs> are you ready to to dip our toes into? Oh. Uh, DC Warner Brothers news. Those nose, not my toes. Oh yes, all ten of them. Oh, we're boy. doing it, mm. just like a Quentin Tarantino film. We are dipping your toes into oh, this news. Come it's on happening now. It's happening. So oh. I will give you this though. It is Ezra free. Thank you. Jesus. And knock on wood, we were we are going to be Ezra free in 2023. This is what we come want. Come on, we can make this happen. We are manifesting this. We can touch the sky, y'all. This is going to happen. Oh, we have to happen. Sky. Yes. Oh. 
We ain't talking about him. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that either. We ain't talking about that one. Yep, yep, no. yep. All right. Anyway. Um, anywho, so yeah, <laughs> DC Shocker, according to HollywoodReporter.com, James Gunn and Peter Safran, I don't know who he is either, to leave <laughs> film, TV, and animation division. That's right. So this was announced on October 25th. It's hot news, y'all. James Gunn, he of Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. I'm sorry, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. There's a difference. Yes, there is. But also he of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. You know, those those wonderful films for for the Marvel side of things. Um, He's had an interesting career over this past couple of decades, I got to tell you. Just, he's a knucklehead. He said some, some shitty things a while ago in some interviews and on Twitter and everything like that that he has apologized for and apparently grown from and he's owned up to it Mm. you know just like toxic masculinity type shit okay you know and when it came out that he was going to be directing guardians of the galaxy because he's also very outspoken about his dislike of conservative values and that sort of thing Mm. um that group decided to dig into his past and pull some stuff up of course and you know kind of show who he really is to Mm. people Mm -hmm. so he could hopefully get fired. And, you know, for a while he was kind of on punishment. Yeah. But he took some time and I, I can't, I don't know the man, but mm-hmm. it seems like he really did put some thought into, uh, you know, how he presented himself and he did legitimately apologize. So he got out of it and he was invited back to Marvel to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. So in between all that, Warner Brothers snatched him up and put him on the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and stuff. He's kind of been playing in their sandbox right, for a while. Yeah, well, right. apparently they really like what he's doing and they really like the kind of person he is. Not only because he was game enough to cameo in this most recent season of uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon <laughs> as himself. That was pretty great. That was pretty damn great. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, he also apparently is now in charge of everything DC when it comes to film, TV, and animation. Oh, man. Talk about a career glow up right there. Dude, like my only concern is he's going to burn out fast. Yeah, I so mean, fast. it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, we, we talked on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I believe, about Walter Hamada. Yeah. And about the negative, uh, you know, effect he had. Right. On the DC film division. Right. Um, You know, as far as like just scaring away Ray Fisher. I shouldn't even say scare away, pushing away Ray Fisher Mm -hmm. uh, with the moves that he was making. I I mean, James Gunn, everybody that works with him seems to really have great things to say about him. Right. You know, from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So uh, even even so much that the woman that played uh, (laughs) uh, Harcourt in um, Peacemaker Mm -hmm. married him. So. Oh, my God. I didn't know they were married. Yeah, they just got married over the summer. How about that? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say she really likes her boss. Uh, yeah, a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and now he's even more her boss. So, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we they really did we, just throw caution to the wind. We're going to talk about the ethics of <laughs> it or not. I feel like he wanted to get that, that marriage locked in before he became her boss boss. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> It's just like, okay, all right, now we're tied together right. here. Like, I'm kind of like in the colleague zone right now, so <laughs> let's do this. But I'm about to get this promotion, so uh, right, chop, chop. Right, If you want to get married, you <laughs> might want to... Stop it. Might want to make it happen now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, that yeah. timing was amazing. Yeah, immaculate. So <laughs> I, I'm not even saying it has anything to do with it. It's just, it's it was amazing. The clockwork type sure, timing yeah. of that. Yeah. Swiss. <laughs> Swiss, you say. Swiss timing, boy. Swiss as Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, I have absolutely nothing to report about Peter Safran. I don't know him. Mm-mm. I've never heard of him before. And honestly, I'm ashamed to say I did no research on him whatsoever. I mean, hey, we're going to learn about him, I guess. It says, <laughs> again, according to HollywoodReporter.com, it says, The unprecedented move in which a top director will assume a top executive post marks the end of a months-long search by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav to replace DC Films boss Walter Hamada, who departed the studio last week. The search had all of Hollywood guessing and playing executive bingo for who would land one of the most coveted and challenging jobs in town. Wow. In recent weeks, Gunn and Safran were spotted on the Warner Brothers lot meeting with Warner Brothers film co-chair Michael DeLuca about future projects. And according to sources, the initial overture to Safran and Gunn came from DeLuca over the summer. Aha, during that wedding. Uh-huh. Even as the studio was in shaky talks with producer Dan Lin to take the job. Gunn will focus on the creative side of things while Safran will focus on the business and production side. Both are expected to continue to direct and produce projects respectively. They will report directly to Zaslav and work closely with Warner Brothers, film bosses DeLuca and Pamela Abadie. Abadie. Sources say the deal runs four years and Gunn will be exclusive to DC. Now this puts a lot of things in question right here. Yeah. That last part. I want to know what this means for Guardians 3. Right. Guardians 3 has wrapped filming. However, this is probably one of the, I, I can't even say the first time, but it's going to be a very rare thing to have the head of DC film advertising an upcoming Marvel project. Because yeah. he's going to have to do the red carpet. He's going to have to do the interviews for it. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is his baby. This is the last one. He's, he's guaranteed that. Mm-hmm. You know, so where these characters go after him, we don't know. Marvel might still want to use them. I can't Maybe. imagine they would want to cut ties with Chris Pratt at the very least, unfortunately. Right, right. You know, for better or worse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even he, he's getting that Mario money now. Oh. Um, yeah, it's going to be so weird because, you know, this is the DC guy and he's going to be like, all right. Go see Guardians. Yeah. Woo. It's a great film. Go see see Superman too. Anyway, (laughs) Guardians, y'all. I would love for him to do the Marvel stuff with like a big ass DC t-shirt on. Ooh. Or a DC Comics hat, like Ooh, like old boy, like Kevin Feige wears them hats. Yes, yes. He can wear a DC hat. Like, oh yes. Right. Come see this film. Right. Wink. It'll be like, he'll have DC etched like real small. (laughs) Just on the brim. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so that and black and it's that, all black cap. <laughs> so that that brings up that question. It also brings up, uh, you know, just from a, a, a realistic standpoint too. What's this going to mean? You know, the article did mention that they're both going to continue working on writing, directing, that sort of thing. But yeah. how much time realistically will he have for the next season of Peacemaker, which he was one hundred percent in control of, top to bottom? Right. You he, know, because of that, he's probably going to have somebody else come in for peacemaker i imagine so you know yeah i just, imagine that just is because he case. has you know full ownership of it and that's not a bad thing Mm-mm. 
Another problem. It, it, as long as as long as he believes in whoever he chooses. Yeah. That's all. And I'm sure he know. won't. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't usually seem to be one to jump in the business of people he doesn't. You know, uh, fully back. With. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that also brings in the question. The elephant in the room, unfortunately, mm. uh, the the Zack Snyder of it all, because, mm. uh, you know, the 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 Snyder fans were very, very eager to hear uh, if Zack Snyder was somehow going to be the one to take over for DC film or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, this doesn't mean that Zack Snyder won't be involved. They could still bring him back in if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to do some type of pocket universe, and I feel like if anybody's going to understand that, it's James Gunn. He's he's a comic course, fan. Right, you know, he's exactly. somebody that gets the multiverse of it all. Right. So if they want to bring back Zack Snyder to do his little pocket, you know, super bad, okay. angry universe over there yeah. somewhere, then that's fine. Yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, just like you said, there's a whole, like, there's a whole fandom that's dedicated to that right now. So yeah, yeah, definitely can do that. So I mean, that's that's what you know. People are being all like doom and gloom about it. Just like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna make everything goofy and silly. Like, no, he has some really touching moments in some of his films. You just didn't watch him or no. really absorb that, or you're just like super behind the other guy and forgetting that conveniently, I guess. Mm, or they're just not in. They're not going to those movies looking for that. So right, yeah, right. It's fine to be a fan of something, but just don't make it your whole personality, right? In my opinion, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what James Gunn does. I mean, the world is his oyster right now, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I guess kudos to this other guy too. But truly, though, <laughs> like I, I really do worry about him. Though I really do. Huh. It, it's got to be he's gonna burn himself out so quickly. Well, he's got four years, so it's like a presidential, you know seating basically and you see how those guys turn gray he's already gray exactly so what else is he gonna do exactly he's beyond gray (laughs) he got some white oh yeah straight up white hair he went through the santa claus morph (laughs) during the pandemic (laughs) so (laughs) but it looks good on him though i'll say that i will say it it does it does he's a he's a yeah he's got a good look about him This, this other guy looks like pete campbell from mad men so i don't know about him I hope that doesn't say anything to his yeah. character. And his name's Peter. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Problems. Oh, man. Ooh, oh, no. my God. <laughs> this is all going to be bad. Wow. All going to be bad. Isn't that something? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on in DC World. Mm. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I should also mention that in an interview with Variety.com, of course, you know, he attended some various events over these past couple of weeks. He, both he and Kevin Feige are shooting down any type of like rivalry between between the two studios, mm-hmm. you know, because it could it could this is something that people probably wanted to read as bad blood between the two. Right. You know, because it could very very easily be translated that way. Unfortunately, James Gunn is very vocal. And he won't let it get to that point. Right. So he went on record with Variety to say, not only do I love Kevin Feige, he was mm-hmm. the first person I told after I did the deal with DC. John Cena was the second. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, a dollar less for Marvel is not a dollar more for DC. DC and Marvel have the common goal of keeping the theater going experience vibrant and alive. So mm-hmm. I love that attitude. Yes. And that's why I am faithful uh, you know, I'm 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 confident mm-hmm. and hopeful, I should say, 
uh, that uh, James Gunn is going to do a good job over there. Yeah. I have no doubt he's going to do a good job. I just think, you know, it's, that's a lot to spread out over. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. So we'll follow that as it goes on. Um, I'm sure that, you know, people will blame every bad decision on him. and uh, Of course. We'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. All right, we're going to talk about some hot D. Okay. I don't mm. care about this show. Oh, my God. But you should. Uh, oh, my God. You really should. Mm. You really should. It's, it's. I don't know. Like, um, it does, it does help to explain a little bit of the lore that, you know, uh, Game of Thrones is based on. So, to me, that's always great because it's just, you know, completing the story. Um. But then for people who have, like, you know, read the books or something like that, then, of course, you're going to start nitpicking a little bit and finding little parts that uh, don't quite seem like they fit. <laughs> um, and, and I've seen that in in House of, of the Dragon of Dragons, but it's not to a point where it truly affects your, your watch of it, you know, or it affects the story dramatically, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So, um it is very good though i will admit there are a lot of episodes that are very dark yes i'll admit that like visibly visibly dark like 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 that second to last (laughs) those those the third and second to last like episodes of game of thrones dark level dark well we should also mention the caveat that our tv is burning out a little bit that is true and that we are in the process of replacing it that is true but i mean this has been like all over social media like some of so yeah it's um like i've really been enjoying it a lot i think that they've been um a little bit more thoughtful about the way that they're telling the story yeah and well i mean it's cool too because um george rr R. martin's still around and he's watching the show right and he's like messaging the guys talking about hey you did a great job with this character i mean it's got to be the greatest performance review right of all time truly <laughs> truly and I gotta tell you, Matt Smith. Yeah. Like, ah, I've never, you know, like we we've seen him in, play um, a dark character in that like uh, one night in Soho or something right. like that. And yeah, okay, he was dark, but that was very super campy, you know. True. This is an entirely different thing. <laughs> His character is ridiculously dark and very menacing Uh. but also strategic and and matt smith is doing his damnedest he is pulling it off in like droves he's really good well that's cool now that you've said that i want to juxtapose to the article in question Mm. uh so what did you what did you learn from this article? that's hilarious that um (laughs) basically well it seems like uh the director really didn't want their dragon fight sequence to mirror how to train your dragon (laughs) (laughs) like he legit just said no you know i want to make sure there's no comparison (laughs) i mean it looked like he said he was inspired by yeah like he was inspired by it but he but also he was saying that there were like certain patterns that they were that were kind of put together yeah for this fight that he was like "Uh uh-oh So kind of looks like how to train your dragon. <laughs> how to train yeah. your dragon is so permeated in the culture now yes. that it's like, oh yeah, what if he did that thing that 
toothless, I think. Is the right, name of it. yes. What if he did that thing, that loop de loop? Like, that, I don't know, we can't it. do that. That's it. Dragon's already doing this on film. We can't do it again. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, you really can't, like, it, it doesn't make sense to even try to have, like, something like a, like a Nordic, you know, or, or a Western dragon, you know. Yeah. Trying to do things like that. Uh-huh. If, it, if it was a Chinese dragon, well, okay, okay. Now we've got all kinds of things. Now we can we're work cooking with gas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. But like the show is really good. I, I, I I'm, I, I'm glad that they did the research because yeah. it didn't come off as cheesy. <laughs> that's good. It that's really good. didn't. Okay. It was great. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Yeah. I'm let y'all enjoy that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm I mean, there's just you. so much going on. There's so much TV to watch, and there's so many movies to see. It's true. Something that's going to be drastically different next season. Now, this is kind of breaking news. Mm-hmm. We just heard about this today. Just today. So, we've already spoiled it for you guys, and the whole world has spoiled it for you as well, uh, about the post credit scene for um, Black Adam. Yeah. <clears throat> the fact that uh, Henry Cavill got back in the Superman suit. And stepped out of the shadows and was like, we need to talk or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah, they always say that. Yeah. They always say, we need to talk. Like, right. You need to fight. I need your help. You need to fight. Right. One another or, you know, just bring some snacks. I don't know. Bring some snacks. I'm saying, you bring, you look, you bring Black Adam a plate of brownies, he ain't going to say no. <laughs> oh, my God. Like a, you seen The Rock on his cheat days? Cheat day. Yeah. With them fat pancakes. Come on now. Man, you can't fly and have cheat. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. I, I don't believe. It. I still love the story about how he got in too good shape, too good of shape for that, and they had to like have yeah, him put on like, some weight, kind of calm down with the working out because he was too big for the for the super suit. Good God! They were like, Nah, man, the mil- the muscles are too muscling. <laughs> the muscles too muscling. You can't oh do it. God. Calm what? down. But I'm I'm getting away from the subject here. Uh, this is coming straight from Netflix.com, those sons of bitches. Mm. So apparently Henry Cavill is stepping down as Geralt in season four of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. He will no longer be Geralt of uh, the Riviera. No, Rivera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rivia. Rivia. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, it's not him anymore. Going forward in season four, that role will be played by Liam Hemsworth. That's right. Really? That's right. That's right. So you and I had a conversation about this before we got on the mic. Uh, you think, well, you you heard, apparently, that it was so he could pursue the role of James Bond. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, it, what, what I was saying was that somebody commented... Hopefully, so you can step into the role of James Bond, eh? Oh, like, a like, eh? You yeah. know? And my first thought was, no, man, he's going to go actually do, be Superman again. Right. Like. <laughs> but I, I don't know who this, you know, it was just a random person that just said something like that. And yeah. And I was just like, mm, no, I can't even see him wanting to do that anyway. Because, I mean, he already did Man from Uncle. I'm just, yeah, exactly. Which is an excellent film. And, right. you know. For those who haven't seen it, you should. Wow, wait a minute. Never mind. What? It was an excellent film. Army Hammer's in there. So if you're staying away from Army Ooh, Hammer, you're out of luck. Yeah. Because I went in there not knowing that that man liked to, like to snack on some spare ribs from time to time. Ugh. God. And now we know. Like, what's wrong with these people? They're I mean, rich. Oh my God. They're fucking rich and white. Oh. That's what's wrong with them. They got Jesus. nothing but time on their hands and money to burn. 
Mm-mm. See, like, hmm, I wonder what people taste like. No, Ugh. we don't have time to worry about that. We got bills to pay. That's fucking gross. Exactly. <laughs> it's just so gross. So uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not Henry Cavill though. Let's not study the story. Right. With that right. Garbage. Right. Henry Cavill's got options. Yes. He may just look. He may just step down because he's looking forward to that new God of War. I don't know. The man is a PC <laughs> gamer. He might be like, look. They're going to drop it on PC eventually. Right. That Spider-Man and Miles Morales just, just dropped on Come PC. On. He might be like, I need time. Right. Right. I'm so sorry. It's I time for me to plate. take a break. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know what the future holds for him. I hope, I hope and I pray that they are fast tracking a Superman film because he is not getting any younger. We are yeah. not getting any younger. It mm. took The Rock 15 years yes. to get Shazam made. I remember when they announced it. I've talked about it on here before. Mm-hmm. But it's ridiculous yep. that it takes that long for them to get their ducks in a row to make a film. That's right. We learned that this year they only had the money, they only had the funds on hand to release two films. One of which was Don't Worry Darling, the other one was Black Adam. So I wow. wonder I wonder if Black Adam did well enough to put money back in the coffer. Don't Worry Darling, I don't think it did anything. You know, because yeah, after all the hullabaloo. So yeah, controversy around it. And... Yeah. We didn't but, really but, hear anything else about it. Like, typically, controversy like that would actually amp up yeah. ticket sales. But I think people were just like, we don't fucking care. Right. Like, right. It's not, I mean, granted, all right, you know, we, we, we love Jason Sudeikis. We don't want to see him go through, you know, crap. We don't want to see anybody that we care about go through crap. But like just knowing what they went through it was kind of like oh that's not that's not super impressive it's not but you know what else it doesn't even have anything to do with the movie notable story right it's got nothing to do with the movie right and it's like i don't really care enough about that controversy to go throw money at olivia wilde or not it really doesn't matter no not at all yeah so all that being said i I hope that we get to see Henry Cavill play Superman sooner than later. Me too. You know, it's such a simple thing to do. You would think it's the easiest thing in the world to make a Superman film. All they Mm got to do is make a Superman movie. They have a man. They have a costume. They have him in great shape already. Right. They've got the best, most knowledgeable (laughs) Superman writers in the world on their payroll. That's absolutely right. All they got to do is go to wherever the fuck DC Comics headquarters is right now, mm-hmm. peek their head in the door, James Gunn, and go, knock, knock, who wants to write a Superman movie? Follow me. <laughs> and then just fucking write it. <laughs> who wants to direct a Superman movie? Oh, that's right. I'll do it. I'm James Gunn. Come on. <laughs> I feel like there's just so many, like, I feel like there's so like there's so many hooks in, the, in, in, in these kinds of films sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And that that's what usually really uh, like keeps things from happening for a long time. But I feel you have like to have we, certain connections to like you know yeah. fast track projects. We just need something simple, like yeah. you know, with the Man of Steel movie. Man, I thought it was good. I thought it was good too, and I think part of the reason it was good is because it wasn't like this is the beginning of this part of the universe. This doesn't right. tie into this, this, and this. No. It's just like, here's a Superman movie, guys. That's it. This is what we're watching today. Yep. And it was great. And I still remember the family behind us that bought in that nine-piece Popeye's order and passed it around between <laughs> each other. And I was jealous as hell. Oh, my God. That was great. It was that great. That was great. We were like, 
Y'all bring some damn chicken. Like, is that red beans and rice, too? Oh, my God. Is that a biscuit? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, ugh. It was terrible. We were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we went and we maxed on something after that. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But I digress. <laughs> Hungry Jones over here. Right. I digress. Uh, we got, I oh hope we God. get a new Superman movie before we're, like, 50. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because, I mean, and, and the guy's good. Henry Cavill is, a, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's not fantastic. He's, he's just good. He gets the job done for, for what this. he does. Yes, right. I don't care if he fights, I don't care if he fights uh, Black Adam. Yeah. But I think, you know, everybody's like, oh, why's Black Adam got to fight Superman? You know, that's Shazam's villain. It's like, all right, well, we have the new Shazam movie coming out. Yeah. And it's got villains that they're trying to establish outside of Black Adam. Yeah. And to to, to the Rock's point <laughs> to the Rock's point, oh, the Rock no, says no. he wanted to establish these characters on their own before bringing them together. You know, he right. wanted to have them like go, okay, this is uh Captain Marvel's origin, this is Black Adam's origin. Yeah. So let's just have them meet and have it mean something. And I thought that was a novel makes, idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, because they sometimes stuff too much into one film like we've saw we've seen with Batman versus Superman. Yes. And we've seen with the Justice League. It was like, oh by the way, here's these other four characters that you have no idea about. Right. Let's make a team up and have it mean something. Right. No, it right. doesn't mean anything to me. Let's let us show show you uh their origin story real quick though. Right. Real 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 quick. Real real quick. Right. So hi Bima. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> I I get it. I get it. My ideal situation is that we get another Superman solo film. Yeah. And then if they want to get if they want to get crazy, if they want to get spicy with it, have Shazam and Superman have to team up to fight Black Adam. Because now Black Adam is not a villain. Mm-hmm. He's an anti-hero. He's like the Punisher where he has people who understand his motives with the the Justice Society. Well, that that kind of sounds like it's leading up into Kingdom Come. That's what I fucking want. That's, that's it. What the whole I mean, that's wants. the whole like, yeah. That's that's it. That's exactly it. Yes. That's exactly building up the building blocks fucking into. Give it up. High five. You know it. Come yeah. on, baby. You married uh, me for a reason. Come on now. Yes. Yeah. Bring yeah. Kingdom Come. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. But they do have to make it worthwhile. Like I do get what what they're saying. You know, like yeah. Just, yeah. Get these get these characters established. I mean, they really kind of do have to follow the Marvel, the Marvel, the way. Marvel pattern. And we've we've Truly. seen that that's kind of what they wanted to do. Yeah, like the 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 whole reason we got James Gunn in the first place is because they wanted to pattern themselves after Marvel. Right. And so they did something, and I hope it doesn't blow up in their face again because last time they did it with Joss Whedon, but this time they got James Gunn, and mm-hmm. James Gunn has already proven himself to be of value. To the yeah. DC brand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just fucking give us Kingdom Come. Everybody is already that old now anyway because right. they've been sitting on the fucking bench. <laughs> bring Batman back. Bring bring Affleck back or, yeah. or Michael Keaton. It doesn't matter. Right. Have them both. I don't care. Right. Just, you know? just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Multiverses, Kingdom Come. We're ready for it. Oh, my God. We like, made this Kingdom happen. Come can definitely have two Batman. Yes. The Batman. Indeed. All right, let's move on. It's spooky season. Yeah. Well, when people hear this, it won't be. But <laughs> it's spooky season right now. We watched two horror movies. We're going to tell you what we thought about them. 
Let's talk about Barbarian. Oh, man. Let's talk no. about that horror oh, movie, Barbarian. This felt like... It really did feel like three different scripts that were Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein together. All right. And what's funny about it, it was both written and directed by the same person, Zach Kreger. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I see Bill Skarsgård now, mm-hmm. I'm horrified. Yes. It doesn't matter what he's in. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. He could be in a romantic comedy. He could mm-hmm. be standing next to a Muppet. It's like I'm immediately <laughs> frightened. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Whatever he's doing, I'm fucking suspicious of that young man. That's right. That's right. I don't care what it is. I don't care if he's in a Pepsi ad. Uh, There's something up with him. He could be pushing Disney. Yeah. Uh, mm, No. Nope. If they cast him as the streamer instead of uh, Batista, I'd be like, oh, this is a creepy ad. I don't know about this. I might get to Disney Plus. So anyway, he's in the film. He does a great job. Oh, man. And I think they really do capitalize on the idea that when you see him, you feel like he's up to no good. Yes. So, yes. you know, we were we were kind of rope-a-doped with that. I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah. But I agree with you 100%. It felt like an anthology. Yeah. That was stitched together. Yeah. You know? Um, I know it's getting a lot of it's getting a lot of praise. A lot of people are saying it's really good and it's really enjoyable. I would say that after the first segment, I'm 100% behind it. I thought it was yes! fantastic. Yes. Yes. But then after that second segment, I was like, "Oh, they kind of lost something here." Yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you say your piece, and I, I got another thought about it. Like, yeah, like, uh, like, okay, so you know, the, the, there's a focus. Well, I will tell you this: mm. the focus is is a woman initially, Georgina Campbell. Georgina yeah. Campbell, mm-hmm. and things happen, and then all of a sudden it bounces over to. Freaking Justin Long, and yeah, he is yeah. just being the most assholey of assholes. <laughs> just you know, smug California, you know, semi like I guess maybe C or B list um, movie star or whatever. Yeah, and things happen that put him in this situation that he gets into for the horror movie. Yeah, and just those two, those two like stories have this massive hacksaw going right down the middle of them they just don't gel until all of a sudden he's in a space where there's a revelation right and then all of a sudden it's like oh this is the same movie okay and <laughs> and then the third one the, the the third act it really did feel just like okay this is all just going to be jump scares boom 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 that's yeah. it I, I almost feel like this this movie would have been better served if it had been done in the American Horror Story format. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, because I yes. feel like a lot of seasons of American Horror Story go through that same tonal shift yeah. uh, late in the season where it's like, okay, we've given you um, the crazy house and mm-hmm. now we're going to give you Alien Invasion because why not? You know? Right, right. Uh, we wanted to tell this story too and we got some episodes left. So here you go. We're going to give you this. <laughs> got some episodes left. Right. We got some time for you. Um, yeah. So I thought that it was interesting. I thought it was it was it was worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was it just wasn't like it didn't feel like, like a cohesive movie yeah, to me. That's I all. I agree. It had a lot of great ideas and it had a lot of like really creepy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it didn't feel cohesive right in that way oh we watched more than two horror movies come to think of it mm. we also watched uh the remake of uh suspiria 
Oh, we sure did. We did. We did. Oh my God! Now that's cool. <laughs> and quiet is kept. I've never seen the original Suspiria. Yeah. But there are things that I can immediately tell, like about the directing and the shooting, that like, yeah, they were paying homage to the to the original. Um. So this was the remake from 2018. That we watched. From 2018. Wow. It was that long ago? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Jeez. But we found it on uh, Amazon Prime. Right. And we decided to give it a shot. Right. Just based on the on the, po- the poster that was on there. It just looks so fascinating. Right. Just and like the original. Yeah. Yeah. And it really matched the tone. I mean, it, it was a haunting film. It was. It was. There were, there. I mean, they, they did witchcraft like, whoa. they i mean they were right up there with like hereditary for me yeah as far as like you know just showing like witchcraft practices and stuff like that but yeah it was really cool it was it was an interesting movie it was shot very oddly but it was still impactful i appreciated the way it was shot yeah um i don't know like i think it was really just like a a very cool, very cool experience. I I have to go back and watch the original one though. I feel like there's certain things that I might be missing <laughs> if I like, since I haven't watched the original. Yeah, so, and yeah. what's interesting too is it's like it, this this movie the reception it got I guess is either a love it or hate it sort of thing. Okay. And yeah, I mean it was creepy enough, and just looking at things like the cinematography of it, the idea uh, that a lot of the moments in the film kind of just lets you breathe. You yeah. know, instead of just being super intense 100 percent of the time, right? Um, one of my one of my biggest criticisms about modern movies is that there's always music. There's always you know just a, a score in the background. Oh, no that, matter what's happening on the screen, right? That yeah. didn't happen here. There were some moments where it's like you just heard just conversation in the distance in the background, right. and it was a quiet moment, right? And it didn't end with a jump scare. It was just setting the scene. And I think moments like that are important to establish. Like, yeah, there's horror. This is a horror film. It's a thriller. But there are moments that you're not going to get that. And it's almost like, you know, you're just just waiting for that to happen a lot of the time. And when it doesn't present itself, it's like you don't know if it's going to happen next time or not. And I think that's a unique way of doing a horror movie in the modern age. Mm-hmm. So it kind of keeps people on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I ultimately, you know, I had to give it a couple days to really consider it because the ending of it was just so wild. Oh my God. The ending of it was just so fucking intense. That I was like, it was off the rails. I had to really just kind of digest it and like, okay, <laughs> is this a good movie or is it just like a shocking movie? And I ultimately, I think it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It brought a lot to the table. It was cohesive, unlike Barbarian. It's almost unfair to compare Which the is two. strange, right? Because yeah. there was so much interpretive dance and right. stuff in it. Right. But I so, mean, even that, it's like that has been has been a trope in movies of that nature. Yeah. That are kind of like, you know, set in Italy and in Germany and that sort of thing. Like, you know, like this is the type of, uh, you know, vibe that it's gonna have it kind of had it to me to me i kind of describe it as like 70s art house yes vibe absolutely you know very very um interpretive like you know open to interpretation Mm -hmm. 
uh, inviting people to try to, you know, to decipher some of these uh, movements and some of the things that are being said and all that stuff, like in in different ways. Yeah. It's it's very avant-garde. Okay, we'll say say that. Like halfway through it, if you were expecting something that was going to like scare you immediately Mm -hmm. you're going to be disappointed true because it felt very much like that art house film you described but by the end of it yeah there's some like (laughs) fucking cronenberg shit happening in this film it's uncomfortable and again again i feel like because they set this world because they they uh you know made this world believable Mm -hmm. in a way and the high standards that were there Mm -hmm. like it it hurt that much more when you saw the ending of it yeah you know it's like oh not her oh god oh she has so many hopes and dreams you know that sort of thing oh my god <laughs> so yeah just all of that yeah it i enjoyed it <laughs> it was such just a, just a mind scrape it was oh that's perfect yeah exactly oh exactly and the last one we watched well uh, you know i'll keep this one short <laughs> the girl on the third floor <laughs> I don't know. Okay. We were looking for something to watch. Yes, we were. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were really looking uh, for something to watch for spooky season. Yeah. And yeah, the the, the poster looked interesting. So Never heard of it, it before. Yep. And I checked it out. It was on Netflix. It's like, all right, we need to use Netflix more because we're paying for it. So let's let's check it out. That's it. First person we saw on the screen was CM Punk, <laughs> Phil Brooks, and I'm like. I promise you, I didn't set this up. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was the one that chose the movie. Right, right. I was the one just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I and I like when I think of CM Punk, I only think of CM Punk. I don't know his his real name, his yeah. his legitimate name, uh, very well. So I didn't know. We just went into this blind, and boom, here he comes walking through the door with some tools and a bag and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is this a WWE joint? Right. Like what's happening? But no, he was in this movie and boy, what a movie it was. What a movie it was. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was it was it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but it was also like entertaining in its badness. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. It was just bad. Yeah. Um it was a way to spend an hour and a half. Yeah. Or was it too? It was a long. It felt longer. It felt a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basically, the ha- the house is haunted and also horny. And uh, <laughs> you know, there've been some there've been some films that have made that work, but this was not one of them. Not at all. No. I mean, I feel like that was the only instruction that the writer of this film was given, and they just ran with that. Yeah. And it didn't feel. You know how like some some horror movies like all right, all right, I'm real stuck up. Like we've talked about this before, <laughs> and. I don't know if I've discussed it on the show before, but it's something that I I know I'm in the minority for. When it comes to horror films, I need satisfaction. I need closure. (laughs) I need to know that either, you know, the protagonists win or lose. I need to see what happens. I can't just have it left on like, oh, no, we're zooming out. And and this person is still lost in the woods because that feels like half a movie to me. Right, right. You know, and I feel like this movie lacked closure. Yeah. We didn't get any finality to the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I understand, like, every other horror movie wants to be the beginning of a franchise. Sure. You know? And I, that's fair. If you're going to do that, do that. Right. But how many times have we seen, you know, the big boys killed off? 
Yeah. You know, Freddy, Jason, uh, the, the shape, all of them killed right, off. Right. But they come back. So, you know, I feel like if you're going to do a horror movie like that, kill them off. <laughs> or don't. Have them kill Good everybody. Right. Have them kill everybody and look at the camera like, now nah, what, bitches? Right. Yeah. You know, but just don't. <laughs> now don't, what, bitches? Don't leave me with questions. <laughs> like... <laughs> and there were, and this was one that left you with so many questions. Right, right. Like I mean, they they really did try to like establish this whole like lore of the house. Right. You know, and and it was like they were starting to, but then all of a sudden they got lost on the way. Like they they would keep talking about how it was like a brothel and yeah. way back in in eighteen eighty whatever, and, <laughs> and 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 all this, but then like. The hauntings, the apparitions that are being seen don't look like they're from 1882, whatever. Right. They look like they are just current day, (laughs) well, for the most part, just current day like women or, you know, entities. I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's very strange. It's very strange. Um the uh the way the things that this that that CM Punk was doing to this house he's supposed to be renovating this house right he would do the most bizarre ass shit he would like put his hand his raw hand into a obviously rotting wall like blackness all dripping down the wall he put it right in there and he wasn't possessed he was just this is like day <laughs> one this is day one just put his bags down Boop, right into the wall with his hand. It's like, what the, what is, what are you doing? What sane person would do that? See that and say, yes, my hand needs to go in there. Right. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, so there's like a lot of nonsensical stuff that was basically happening. But I mean, overall though, it was, it was still, it was entertaining for what it was. If you're looking for like some deep story, storytelling, you, you're at the wrong place. Absolutely the wrong place. That is for sure. But if you're just looking for just goofy horror, sort of, sort of a little bit of tension, fair amount of tension, all right, you can check that out. There's, there's worse movies out there. That's true. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's that's the three that we saw. We've watched this uh, this this spooky season. Yeah. We also watched the Cartoon Network uh, Scooby Doo <laughs> mini remake of. <laughs> The Blair Witch Project. That was fantastic. Which was hilarious. They, they just posted that on our YouTube channel. Fantastic. And yeah, it's from years ago. Like they did this back when they were still like in the Space Ghost days of just like recycling animation and just using very basic animation <laughs> for their commercials. And this was, yeah, yeah it was a vibe. It was kind of cool. It was so good. Yeah, I liked it. I, so. I appreciated how uh, Scooby was just like, he was legit done. Right. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to look for no more damn ghosts <laughs> after this. I am. I quit. I quit. Bitch. Right. Stop it. We've been talking a lot about Cartoon Network lately on the show. And, I, you know, it's because they've been doing this live stream for their 30th anniversary of all their classic cartoons and everything. Yeah. And just like classic interest, uh, interstitials and everything between the shows. And it's been great to go back and reminisce. It really has. And um, something else they're doing which is, you know, on topic, too, is they've been putting full episodes of Curse the Cowardly Dog on their YouTube yes. channel. So I like the direction they're going. I hope they stay down this path and, and like, just keep on releasing the old stuff. Because, you know, this is the first time for a lot of us that are seeing this in, like, high definition. Because back in the day, yeah. you know, like, 
I haven't seen some of this stuff since it was on like an old buzzy CRTV. Yeah. I mean, this was cartoon cartoon days. Right. So. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been a while. So it really is a trip, though. Like, I mean, now I did see like um, the episode with the space squid. Yes. Of Courage, the Cowardly Dog. And I watched the entire thing and I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to cry. Yeah. Because like there was some deep storytelling and 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 commentary going on on those episodes right right appropriate for our times right but not for our ages because we were morons back then we were just uh well i mean you know it's funny because stuff like that it kind of like gets us gets its hooks into you yeah before you even realize it like you know i'm I'm a big believer of things that you watch and you know really grow up with they they do kind of affect your psyche in a certain way yeah even if you're not aware Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it goes for adults, too. You know, the stuff that we put into our minds during the day and, you know, it just like kind of unpacks at night and just puts its hooks into your psyche. Yeah. And just makes you who you are. That is so, very true. you know, it shapes the way that you see the world. It does. It does. And the way that you understand the world. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a complete one to one thing. Like, you're not going to all of a sudden be like, you know, oh, I know Kung Fu because I've been watching all these Kung Fu movies. But I mean, good yeah, luck. Right. If it were that easy, that'd be fucking great. Please. But no. If anybody out there feels that way right now, please record yourself and send it to yeah. <laughs> P.O. Box. I'm just kidding. You want people to use like analog. To right. Put it on a VHS. Right. right. Hey, we got we have the power. Yes, we, we have the technology. We can make this happen. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Next episode, we'll have Lex back. And we can talk about some other things. But we want to give a special thanks to Dee for joining us on this episode, of course. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Always a pleasure. And uh, you can follow us on the social medias at Lex and Matt across the board. Uh, Sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. We have all the things for you to check out over there. It's a lot of fun. And uh, enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. Yes.